Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning into this week's podcast. I am one of your friends with books, Jess, or Read Reviews by Jess. And I am Emily. You may know me as Booked with Emily on Bookstagram, but you can just call me M. Just call me M. Yeah. Um, a lot of you may know us from Bookstagram. This is our fir- first podcast episode. Um, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> In all honesty, we've recorded like five podcast episodes until this one, and they've just all not worked out for us. But we're trying. And this one, I have good vibes. I feel like even if this doesn't go the way we want it, we should just put it out there. <laughs> this should be the final one. This is Let's just put it out there and see what happens. I think we should. I mean, like, we're trying really hard. Like We're trying our best. <laughs> This comes off nonchalant, but like if this one doesn't work, I maybe we're just not meant to do this. Yeah, this is not for us actually. So. Um, but hi, Em. How are you doing? Hi, Jess. Uh, I am doing well. I'm excited for our first pod. I'm excited to kind of talk about books with you and everything. And really just make you laugh and you make me laugh and hopefully we make everyone else laugh. Um, I love that. Yeah. So I'm really excited. How are you feeling? I'm feeling really excited and I'm feeling really optimistic mm-hmm. and just like, I don't know. I feel like we're we're just cut out for this life. No, I agree. I think this is my ticket. <laughs> this is my ticket out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> Next week, I'll have a different podcast episode host because M is out of here. See you later. <laughs> People are like, out of where? Like, where is she? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm dead. Um, But since this is our first episode, oh gosh, Emily's about to spit her drink. Um, since this is our first episode, we figured we'd give you some background into us in our relationship, which is a very tumultuous one. Toxic at best. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're best friends. Mm-hmm. We we started out as um, Emily was my stalker on Bookstagram. Yeah. I messaged was... me all the time and I just ignored her. Blatantly ignored. Like, just <laughs> truly left me on red. <laughs> I'll have to scroll back and literally, like, find screenshots of how desperate I was. <laughs> I don't know why I wasn't into it, but I was just not into the vibes that she Mm-mm. was giving off. And so, yeah. um, we both ghosted Bookstagram for, like, six months. Um, mm-hmm not intentionally together because we again I was not talking to her at this point <laughs> yeah notice she was not talking to me <laughs> um I and think it was we, fate really though that we did it, it at the same was. exact time and then it kind of was and then we came back, back yeah mm-hmm. in January of yeah. 2022 at this like within days of each other yeah and it's been you know a love story for the ages yeah i think you know in january when we came back the tables really turned Mm -hmm. um and jess was the aggressor you know sliding into my dms and and really wanting to be friends and seeing as i'm not like a mean person i did answer (laughs) her and i nurtured that friendship and like really let it blossom into what it is today 
Yeah, she did. She really did. And Jess likes to call it. Um, we're we're a bully ro- romance, as Jess likes to. Yeah, <laughs> you'll notice as we as we speak to each other, Emily is like my best friend. I adore her actually, and I think she does know that. Um, I do, but I I'm also <laughs> I'm also the meanest to her out of anybody in my life. But mainly because I think we both think it's funny and she's mm-hmm. mean back to me. Like, it, let me assure you, this is not one-sided of me bullying her. That is true. I will say <laughs> she's not lying. I'm mean back like 70% of the time. And then other times I'm just that desperate girl sliding into her DMs again, <laughs> begging her to love me. <laughs> and I'm mean to her 70% of the time and other 10% of the time. I am showering her with love and gifts, and then the other 20%, I'm crying in the corner because she's (laughs) mean to me. (laughs) But at the end of the day, we are best friends, and I adore Joss as well, and I truly am so, so thankful for Bookstagram from bringing us together and, I don't know, bringing her and her wonderful husband into my life. Yeah, we forced our husbands to be friends as well. Yeah. Um, Because they're actually the same person, which is... A story for another time but <laughs> yeah so if you're if you follow us on instagram and you're over here um because we're hysterical on instagram like we're hoping to bring that same energy to the podcast um so we will be mean to each other at times i'm sure oh, yeah. um just know it's sarcastic mm-hmm. um it's all very probably. surface level mm-hmm. it's not you know we're not really like meaning these jabs to yeah. hurt you know yeah like, when I tell Emily to shut the fuck up, like, I don't actually mean it, probably. I think she means it. <laughs> in my head, like, she says the words and I hear it as, Emily, can you please be quiet for just, like, a second? And that's how I take it. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Um, so now that you have a little bit of a background um, on why we're starting this podcast, Emily and I buddy read the Paris apartment in February and it's kind of what kicked kickstarted our bully romance um and as we were reading it we were just like cracking each other up it's a thriller if you're not familiar not a comedy in any sense at all but we made it that way and it was truly like i think that to date is our best buddy read we've ever done like it, it was just so funny and and it wasn't meant to be you know it wasn't meant to be funny but it was I agree. And in ever since then, like we've kind of really revolved our reading schedule around each other in some way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of progressed to sending voice messages. And then at one point we were literally like, why aren't we doing a podcast? Like these are so funny. We yeah. need to be putting these out so the world can also think they're so funny. I agree because, you know, I just think it takes, like, if we find ourselves funny, I think that says a lot about our humor. Like, I think other people will find us funny as well. I think so, too. And I do think that I'm the funniest person in the world and Emily is the second funniest. So I would say Jess is the funniest person in the world and I, I am second. Yeah. She she makes me laugh all the time. I mean, so. no. Oh, shucks. <laughs> And that's the last nice thing I'll say to you on this episode. <laughs> it all so. goes downhill from here. Um, to kind of jumpstart everything, we wanted to do a fun little segment 
of bookish questions so you can get to know us. I know I'm sure most of you who are listening to this came over from Bookstagram, but Uh um, this will be kind of like meet the podcasters with like five quick bookish questions that will ask and answer so you have some insight into us and our reading habits. I think this is going to be a learning experience for us as well because mm-hmm. we are very different readers. Yeah. And so I think this is going to be interesting to to ask yeah. these questions. So Yeah, I think that's a good call-out point. Like, a lot of the time, Emily and I feel very differently on the books that we read. Um, yeah. And we definitely, <laughs> like, whether we like them or dislike them or, like, how we perceive things in books, um, it's very different. So if you're listening to this, know that, like, it's not just going to be us agreeing with each other the whole time. Yeah. And actually, another thing, like, we, moving forward as we buddy read these books, we're not going to talk about them until we record an episode. Yeah. So all of the conversations we have and every topic that we bring up and kind of may agree or disagree about is very just kind of, like, off the cuff and organic, like, as we talk about it. Yeah. And Emily and I can see each other, but you all can't see us. You can just hear us. And um, we're both very, I think, have clear facial reactions. So if she's saying something and I disagree, or if I'm confused, she'll be able to tell on my face and she'll be like, why are you looking at me like that? Yeah, I'm like, why does your face look like that? (laughs) But no, that's so true. My mom always told me people can read you like a book, Emily. Which is kind of funny now because, you know, books. And now we're reading books like books. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. You, should a- you asked the first question. I'm ready for you. All right. Um, first question is, I think, a tough one. But mm, great. what is the best book you've read this year? This year? Um... Okay, so I guess, like Jess said, if you come over here, you probably came from Instagram, like if you're listening to this pod, so you know that I'm definitely a romance girl through and through. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the most shocking books that I've read that I loved, it was just surprising to me, was A Love Letter to Whiskey by Candy Steiner, just because I've never read anything by her before. I found her on Kindle Unlimited, and I absolutely adored the book. It was so, so good. So off the top of my head, that's just the one that came to mind. So I'm going to roll with that one. I love that. And I think that's that's fair and makes sense for you. Yeah. Um, And you've never read it, despite me telling you to. Yeah. So that's going to be on my to-do list to get Emily off my back more than anything. Um, But I don't know if I should answer this, but I want to. But I think it'll be obvious once I say it. But mine is After I Do by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Yeah, you're a slut for TJR. I am a slut for TJR. And that book is like peak TJR, I think. That is... I've read that book. I love that book as well. I do think it's just – we actually have talked about that one. I think it's a hard read because it's so relatable Mm -hmm. for, you know, married couples or just someone in a long-term relationship. It's very eye-opening. So It definitely makes you think. I think that's why I loved it too. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. What is mine going to be? Hmm. Ooh. (laughs) This is a good one. Do you count audiobooks as reading? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I, okay, here is my tea. I do. I think they're reading. Like, if that's how you consume books, that's how you consume books. My tea is that I cannot consume audiobooks. 
try as I might, I really struggle. And I think it's because I don't leave my house. Like, work from home. I am a homebody. And, like, I also can't focus. So, if I'm trying to listen to a podcast during work, it's, like, does not. Or a podcast. A book. Through while I'm working. Like, can't comprehend. Yeah. Um, even when I'm cleaning or doing anything, like, it just doesn't stick with me. But I think if you consume audiobooks and that's your choice, like, good for you. Yeah. I totally agree. I think that, you know, you have your Goodreads challenge, right? A lot of people on Bookstagram do. And I think if you listen to an audiobook, at least I know for myself, I'm not a huge audiobook girl, but when I do listen to them, I mark it as read and that goes towards my reading count for the year. I, I definitely do think it counts as reading. Yeah. So. All right. And that's the T. That's the T. Okay, is there a book that made you want to travel somewhere that wasn't on your radar? And I'm going to twist this a little bit. Like, it can be, like, it can, it can exist or it cannot exist. Um. Okay, instantly, I would go to the night court. Knew you were going <laughs> like, to say that. Guitar. Oh, my gosh. But I think that's the coolest thing about fantasy books is, like, they do just make you want to go to these places and live in, like, another world. Like, I just think it's so cool. And SJM, her world building is just beyond. Yeah. Like, that place exists to me. Like, that's a real world. People live there. Like, Reese is there. And so I would love to go there. I agree. I would probably yeah. choose Valaris as well. But just for Azriel, but then I would take Azriel and we would go to the autumn court <laughs> and we would live our best there because I'm an autumn girl, you know, fall vibes. You're an Az girl. I'm an too. Az girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Cassian girl personally, but I would take them all. Honestly, yeah, same. All three bat boys could get it. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. Let's see what I'm going to – I'm reading off of 20 bookish questions right now, so. Okay. Is there a book you think would make a great movie? Oh, that's a tough Uh one. I feel like there's so many, honestly, that I would – I think I would choose a – oh, you know what I think would make a good movie is Something Wilder by Christina Lauren. Oh, a hundred percent. You're so right. I never would have thought about that, but now that you say it, yeah. yeah. It's got a little bit of romance, a little mystery, some adventure in the wild, wild west. Comedy. Yeah. I think it'd be a great movie. That would be a a fun movie for sure. Agreed. Good one. I'm just gonna agree with you on that one. That would that would be a really good one. Um all right. Are you a one book at a time reader or do you read multiple books at a time? Um, so like I mentioned, I am a romance girl. I typically tend to just read romance books or just like contemporary fiction throughout Mm -hmm. the year. And so I usually stick to one book at a time because I can only focus on kind of one plot at a time and the characters. However, now that we're in spooky season, I've definitely kind of gone into um, like mysteries and thrillers. So I have been able to read two books at a time. I read like the mystery or thriller during the day because I'm scared to at night. And then (laughs) I'll read like, uh, yeah, like a romance or something in the evening. So right now I can read two, but for the most part, I'm usually a one book kind of get out. I am the same way, especially with thrillers. I think I even texted you and I was like, can we do a podcast later? Because I have to finish the scary book before the sun goes down. (laughs) And you were like, yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> and then I proceeded to fall asleep for three hours. So. Um, I am definitely a multiple book at a time sort of girl. Um, probably too much. It stresses it's, me out. It stresses me out. I'm just a mood reader is what it is. Right now, Uh if I'm looking at my Goodreads currently reading, there's nine books on there. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) I think that says a lot about you as a person. I think it does, too. You know. (laughs) Very diverse. I love it. So, all right. Well, I think we are out of time for bookish questions. We are out of time for bookish questions. All right. Let's get to our first buddy read review oh okay let's do it let's do it let's serve it up serve it up on this episode we are talking about in my dreams i hold a knife by ashley winstead um Mm -hmm. tell us what this book is about so this book um is essentially about a group of friends who met in college they are referred to as the east house seven they all were in the same building um and it's dual timeline. So when we first start reading the book, we are introduced to Jessica Miller, who is one of the friends, and she just got an invite to her 10-year college reunion. Um, so she goes back to her college reunion. All of her friend group is there, minus two people, because one of the friends was murdered while they were in college, and one of the other friends was accused of the murder. So they are now the East House Five. And so the book really kind of just takes us on a ride of a who done it type thing, right? Who killed Heather, the friend? Um, and a lot of secrets are kind of revealed amongst the friends because there's multi point of views happening. So that, that's how I would describe it, kind of like a who done it mystery type situation. Yeah, no, I think that's perfect. Um, so just some random FAQ details about this book. Um, Mm -hmm. this is categorized as a thriller, which we'll get into. Um, it is 352 pages long and on Goodreads, it has a 3.96 of almost 40,000 reviews. Um, so that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Review wise. And not to mention, this is Ashley's debut novel. Which is insane. yeah, absolutely phenomenal. And just real quick, actually, I wanted to mention that I listened to half of this book on audiobook, mm. like as an audiobook. Um, I'm like, I'm not an audiobook <laughs> girl, but <laughs> I actually was driving like a long distance for work and I, I couldn't stop thinking about this book. Yeah. So I had an audible credit and I listened to half of it and it was a phenom- phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> um, I read this on my Kindle, even though I have a physical copy. I'm a big Kindle reader. Um, and so oftentimes what I'll do, I don't know if this is illegal or not. I don't think it is. I just think it's kind of rude. But I will <laughs> get the... <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> We're gonna be canceled. <laughs> I'll put a hold on the book on Libby and I'll read the Libby book ebook, even though I have a physical copy. I don't think that's illegal. It's just rude, like I said. No. I don't think any cops are gonna come knocking at your door. Put them up! Um, <laughs> collect your Kindle as evidence. Put it zipbox back. <laughs> That's actually probably a big bookish no-no. Like, don't do that anymore. Let's just edit this out, actually. (laughs) 
I think it's smart. And I also think it helps it me read more because I can like tandem read between a physical copy and a Kindle. So mm-hmm. I like to read my Kindle all the time, but mainly at night in bed just because you can get cozier with it, I think. Like you don't have to have yeah. the light on. You can lay down. Um, so I go back and forth, mm-hmm. but this one I actually did read all on my Kindle. Anyways, unrelated. Yeah. And if you're wondering, um, this is not sponsored at Amazon. <laughs> We love Kindles, if you're listening. But no, I'm the same way, actually. I don't have Libby, but if it's on Kindle Unlimited and I have a physical copy, I will read the e-version because yeah. I just prefer e-books because I do read faster. But okay, sidetrack. Side <laughs> That'll happen a lot. Um, Literally. So why, when I said the genre is thriller, um, and I said, we'll talk about this later. This is later and we're going to talk about it. Uh, Em and I both agreed that we did not think this was a thriller um, for a couple reasons. Number one, we looked up the definition of thriller because we're dumb and didn't want to sound dumb. Yeah. (laughs) And we didn't think it fell into the definition, but we did think that before we looked up the definition as well. And it just comes down to like, nah, I didn't feel at any point in time while reading (laughs) this book (laughs) that um I was like scared or anxious or like there was a lot of tension or build up um I just didn't feel that and I think that's going into this book thinking it was a thriller honestly made me not like it as much Mm -hmm. yeah no I think that's exactly how I feel to be honest with you I mean, we did talk about that, the genre, just because I think that's why I didn't give this five stars, because going into this, I was thinking it was going to be this crazy, like, psychological thriller. I was going to be on the edge of my seat the whole time. And so I was kind of disappointed for the first probably, like, good 50, 60 pages, like, maybe even a little longer. But then I became so invested in the characters, because this is a character-driven story as opposed to plot-driven. So once I just adjusted kind of my expectations of what to expect, I, like, couldn't put it down. I just – I never felt, like like you said, anxious or on the yeah. edge of my seat or or scared or, or anything like that. I think it was more of a mystery, like a dark academia mystery yeah. is exactly how I would categorize it. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I think reading this, I – it wasn't until after I finished the book and it was like a couple days after I was still thinking about it I kind of changed my expectations and I went into my review and my thoughts thinking like okay if this if I'm not going into this thinking it's a thriller then how do I feel about the book um and as I thought about it I was like well I actually like this much better because I I'm not like scared I wasn't scared while I was reading it I was literally just like, what the hell is going on? Because all of these characters were just so terrible. And I was so frustrated with them the whole time. Yeah. Um, They were the worst. (laughs) They were were all so bad. And they all had these different, like, toxic traits and issues. And they just were constantly hurting each other. And, like, I don't know. Um, Yeah. And as their secrets started to unravel, like, from the get-go, you know, obviously, like, you first meet these characters and you're like, oh, these characters are, like, fucked. (laughs) Like, they are not good people at all. But then once you, like, start going into the past and, you know, seeing how they became friends, you're like, oh, my God. Like, what is wrong with these people? Oh, yeah. As we're thinking about characters, so there's the East House 7, obviously, which is Jess. Oh, God. (laughs) Carol. 
Coop, Heather, yeah. Jess, Carol, okay. Coop, Heather, Frankie, Mint, Mint, and Jack. Jack. Yeah, that's all of them. So, yeah. who out mm-hmm. of the East House Seven was your favorite character? Um, I don't know if any of them were my favorite. Mm. Like, I don't know if I was rooting for any of them. I think the most tolerable character was probably Caro. Um, I just think that she had, like, the least amount of, like, toxic traits. And she, like, didn't hurt her friends the way that everyone else did. Okay, Caro was kind of a a stalker, though. But I think that was probably the least troubling, (laughs) like, trait that any of them had. That's fair. I... I will say, too, I liked Coop just because I feel like I just am always rooting for that, like, toxic bad boy, you know, and that's Coop. He's just, like, you know, the leather jacket and the motorcycle, and he comes from this troubled past. So I think I liked – and I don't think he was a terrible friend either, besides sleeping with his, like, you know, best friend's girlfriend. But neither here nor there. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I would say the most tolerable was probably Caro, but I I think I have just, like, a little – crush piece on of my Coop. heart yeah a little crush with Coop but That's what fair. about you I think Frankie was my favorite by far I think he was actually yeah. the least toxic and I just I don't know I loved his character like I loved his kind of backstory of being this like manly football football guy who is like trying to live up to his dad expectations and his dad's kind of a dick and and yeah. is just pushing him to be the star. Um, but he's actually in the closet and he is actually in love with another member of the East House Seven. Um, and just like seeing him, the part in the book where he's like on the float and he is, it's in the current time and he's an NFL star and he comes out to this whole crowd while he's on the float. And he says he's gay. Like, that was one of my favorite parts. And I, yeah, he was one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I think his, like, character arc was really good. Because, like, when he was in college, like, remember that scene in the frat house when there they the frat guys were picking on a gay kid and you know calling him like really derogatory terms and just being like really cruel and and frankie didn't do anything about it he just let it happen because i think he had his own demons where like he couldn't defend him because he was obviously still in the closet so i think then to be in the nfl and this you know idol to probably like all these kids and just own that that was like a really kind of profound moment i think yeah no i agree but I, I will say, I don't know if he's not toxic considering he thought he killed Heather <laughs> by giving her a concussion. Okay, but they all thought they killed Heather, literally. That's true. That's true. Even, well, I guess Carol didn't think she killed Heather, but we thought, I thought Carol at one point was the killer because the scene in the book where she is spying on Heather, Frankie, and I think Jack because Fr- yeah. she found out Frankie, Heather found out Frankie was doing steroids, and Carol's yeah. like, I will do anything to keep this friend group together. <laughs> and I was like, damn, she called Heather. <laughs> She's guilty. I think at one point I suspected her too, because she was like the least obvious. Yeah. And I just feel like when I read thrillers, listen, I am not a thriller girl, so I feel like <laughs> I really can't pinpoint things. Like, I am anxious until the very end of books trying to figure out like who done it and so 
I I really thought at one point she may have been guilty too, but we were very wrong. Yeah, I think, and I think that's the point of this particular. Well, maybe all thrillers and all mysteries is like they really make you think that it is it could be anyone and who yeah who done it who done this <laughs> who done this murder <laughs> that's really the point um but i i mean who else did you really have a strong inkling was the killer um well, I guess process of elimination, I, I didn't think it was just because, again, I thought it was too obvious. But, you know, she woke up with blood on her hands. Like, mm-hmm. it had to be something else. Um, I knew it wasn't Jack. Um, I don't know. I thought maybe Coop might have had something to do with it just because I liked him so much. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, worried that he did do it. But, like, I really didn't have, like, a guess. I certainly didn't guess Mint. Who was, was the killer? killer. Spoiler. He, he done it. Mint done it. <laughs> <He> was... <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't guess Mint. I think my strongest inkling was toward Jess just because I'm the opposite. And when I'm reading a thriller, I'm like trying to pick out the facts. And I uh-huh. think hers makes the most sense because who the hell just wakes up covered in blood and then your roommate is also dead. Um valid and she also thought she did it she also like she thought, thought she did it yeah yeah like at one point she literally said i killed heather mm-hmm. but that was also like halfway through the book and you're like no you didn't like it's too early for you to like for us to solve no, that was this. towards the end of the book when they were in the was tower it? it was literally like almost right before mint came in and they found out it was him oh you're right because she it was at the parade you're right yeah it was towards like definitely the last quarter of the book i do feel like the last quarter of the book not dragged because I couldn't flip the pages fast enough, but I don't think it was rushed at all. Like, I thought it was thoroughly explained, which which I liked because I feel like sometimes thrillers wrap up so quickly yeah. and you're like, what the what the heck just happened? So I think there was probably, like, a good, what, 50, 60 pages after we found out, like, who did it, mm-hmm. you know, like, explaining everything. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's true. That's a good point. Um, yeah. I'm full of good points. <laughs> we'll see about that (laughs) um okay so i i think neither of us expected mint to be the killer what was your reaction to finding out that's who it was and on top of that to finding out why he killed heather i think it made total sense like after it was explained i'm like this i don't know like i know why i didn't see it because i think it was a good twist but i think being that mint you know had these incredibly deep daddy issues (laughs) and then he was being made out to be his father you know after finding out that jess was cheating on him even though he was wrong about you know who was with but like after he found that out and he thought that like he was being perceived as like a weak man and just being made a fool of I was not surprised at all that he wanted to kill her. Um, but then another plot twist, like how like he meant to kill Jess. Like he didn't mean to kill yeah. Heather, obviously. So I thought that was a really cool kind of, I don't know, twist. Yeah. No, I think I'm in the same boat because I think throughout the book, you don't really get much of Mint and Heather interacting. So Mm-mm. I feel like he's definitely the person I thought would be the least likely like, I was definitely not even considering that Mint was the killer when he was like, I'm the killer. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, same. 
Wait, I think actually at one point, I could be making this up, but I think at one point I thought, like, are Mint and Heather sleeping together? Mm. Like, are they having an affair? Because they didn't interact at all. And so I was like, are they purposely not interacting? This is me trying to solve a mystery, like, so off base. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) So I think that the twist of not Mint being the killer, but Mint killing Heather by pure series of unfortunate events was like (laughs) um such a shocker for me and I was literally like what the hell like that's so wild um so if you hadn't read the book yet and you're not looped into this mint killed Heather because honestly like i said series of unfortunate events (laughs) heather finds out that her boyfriend jack is cheating on her (laughs) heather gets it heather gets in a fight and leaves the party frankie takes her home um well she was drugged i was just gonna say (laughs) but before she leaves the party her best friend courtney gives her some diet pills from china that actually knock you the fuck out (laughs) So she's zonked and she gets back to the, the dorm with Frankie. Frankie tries to put her in the bed, accidentally slams her head off the headboard. Frankie thinks he <laughs> killed her, but she's actually fine. But she. Courtney thinks. <laughs> wait, Courtney thinks she killed her because of the drugs. Yeah. Like, well, but it's just a mess. Coop thinks she he killed her because of the <laughs> drugs that he deals, which were not actually the drugs that killed her. <laughs> Um, I, so everyone, everyone really killed her. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a joint, was a joint effort. effort of series of unfortunate events. But somehow Heather ends up in Jess's bed. Mint is ready to just totally defame Jess and just drag her through the dirt and oh, demoralize her. Yeah, yes. and she doesn't come to the party. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You think you can play me, bitch?" And so he goes, "You saw it? Goes I'll murder you." <laughs> You don't want you stand me up. I'll actually just kill you. <laughs> Literally, this is seems dramatic. Uh, daddy issues will do that to you. <laughs> oh god. Um. So yeah, that's that's pretty much what happens. But I I think one of the characters that we really haven't touched on at all was Heather. So I'm curious to know your thoughts on Heather's character. I, you know, so reading the book, like, I didn't think anything of her. You know, she was just kind of one of the East House Seven. But then after finishing the book, I was like, wait, like, I think Heather was actually, like, a really shitty friend. Like, I don't think she was a good friend to Jess at all. There were a couple scenes in the book where she kind of made, like, I don't know, like, maybe not passive aggressive, but condescending comments um, to Jess. And then at the very end, too, she won, like, a scholarship that Jess wanted so bad. And when Jess was like, oh, like, I didn't even know you were trying to win this, she was like, oh, like, I wasn't trying. It was just, like, kind of on a whim that I applied for it. But then it was discovered that she actually was vying for the scholarship, like, all semester long. Mm -hmm. And she knew Jess wanted it. So I I think – like all of them, they all had their secrets and they weren't good friends to each other. So I, I don't think Heather was innocent yeah. at all. So I, I think that's an interesting point. Like, I definitely agree with the conde- condescending comments that she would make about Jess and 
just like overall she really had this air of confidence about her and really like Mm -hmm. thought she was the best even though she was often described as like just like this girl who is like not the prettiest and she's kind of Mm -mm. just there but i think i also thought it was jess because throughout the book thought the killer was jess sorry throughout the book there's just like so many instances between jess and heather that you're just like jess also has these really like low self low self-confidence like she wants to prove herself oh, yeah. she doesn't come from so money insecure. yeah mm-hmm. um and i think that like continuously there's parts in the book where heather has things that jess really wants i think jess everything she wants to be is heather yeah right that's like a good point. She, that yeah, like she wants to be that very confident, self-assured, so comfortable in her skin person, you know, who who gets things so easily because Heather does. Like everything Heather wants, she gets and she just never has to think about like consequences or how she's going to get something like she just gets it. Yeah, that's interesting. Open to interpretation for sure. <laughs> what else is open to interpretation about this book? <sighs> okay, so... The book is called In My Dreams I Hold a Knife, okay? And on the cover, there is a giant pair of scissors. So, like, I'm kind of confused at first, right? Like, I'm thinking, like, the murder weapon has to be, like, a knife. I don't know why there's scissors on the cover. Well, then, like, as you know, you guys know, she was murdered with a pair of scissors. And so, like, we just couldn't wrap our head around why the title was called In My Dreams I Hold a Knife. Like, it should obviously be In My Dreams I Hold a Pair of Scissors. Yeah. And so, as Jess mentioned, no <laughs> one's claiming that we're the smartest people out here, you know? Like, we are not... We're claiming the opposite. Yeah, like, actually. we are actually admitting it. You know, we're not literary <laughs> geniuses. And so, I actually messaged Ashley Winstead... Um, on Instagram, who is so sweet. Like, she took the time to respond to me, and I just asked her, like, hey, like, I loved your book. I just, can you maybe explain to me where you got the title being as, or seeing as, you know, like, the murder weapon was scissors? And she was just like, it's meant to be kind of like a play on or a metaphor, like, you stab your friends in the back, you know, mm-hmm. with a knife, and which they do. Like, they are very toxic, and everyone stabs everyone in the back. I just personally wouldn't have drawn that conclusion by myself. (laughs) (laughs) No, and I think I'm the same way where I was just like, I don't get it, but like, okay, this is what it is sort of thing. But if you interpreted the title in that way, like you got it and you didn't have to message the author because you're smarter than us. Or you just didn't care, like you weren't hyper fixated (laughs) on this. Yeah, like, let us know what your thoughts were. But I think in, when it what it really, truly comes down to is in my dreams, I hold a knife sounds much better than in my dreams, I hold a scissor or a pair of scissors. I would definitely agree. I think her, you know, maybe agent definitely led her in the right direction <laughs> with that title. <laughs> but Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, what did you end up rating this book? Um you know what let me go back on my bookstagram review because I did a review on this and I, yeah I did four and a half and I think I took off half a star because of the title oh my god <laughs> I'm totally kidding it wasn't the title <laughs> 
I took off half a star because what we talked about in the beginning, I just, I expected it to be a thriller and I expected it to be like more of a psychological kind of twist. Um, and it wasn't. And I even said that in my review, my review, you know, once I adjusted my expectations, like I really kind of immersed myself into the story and I loved it. And I thought it was a phenomenal debut and I can't wait to read more by her. But what about you? What did you land on? Because I know you went back and forth a little bit. Yeah. So when I finished the book, I rated it three stars. Um, And then, like I said earlier, I kind of could not stop thinking about it. And I even texted Emily and I was like, I can't stop thinking about these characters in this book. Um, And after I kind of separated it from being the thriller that I went to into it expecting and kind of looked at it in a different lens, I bumped it up to four stars. Um, I still think... I, I think the there definitely was some bookstagram hype surrounding this one and I think I I I also let that impact my review a little bit. Like I didn't think the twist was that wild. Like it wasn't the craziest thing I ever read. Like it was a good twist, I think, but I also think it was a little bit overhyped. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I think that's like a big and you know, this might be a conversation actually for another day about like bookstagram hype, but I, I think that's a really good point. You know, when you hear such good things about a book, I feel like when you go into it, you either it underwhelms you or you're kind of like you buy into the hype where you're like, yeah. I loved it. I absolutely loved it because everyone else loved it. So that's definitely an interesting point you got there. Conversation for another day. Add it to the list. Um, <laughs> we compiled uh, a, just a short list of other Dark Academia mystery recommendations. So if you read In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife. And you're, if you're looking for something similar, um we've got four wrecks for you um ninth house by lee bardugo it girl by ruth ware if we were villains by ml rio and the maidens by alex michaelidas however you say his last name yes and i just want to put it out there that i actually have read none of those books but they all (laughs) sound really good especially i think that we were looking this up if we were villains and it girl are they sound pretty good so yeah i actually have it girl and i've heard such amazing things about if we were a villain so maybe we'll try and read that together for a future podcast yes and ninth house is actually one of the nine books you're currently reading and it has scared you so so i had to stop but i'll probably finish it as you're kind of starting to listen to this podcast and we want you to know number one we're thankful for you being here Mm -hmm. um and we're excited to continue this journey number two i think for the best podcast experience if you'd like to continue listening along with us which we so hope you do um read along with us um we'll announce over on instagram our buddy read that we're going to be chatting about so if you want to read along with us it'll kind of be like you're sitting in the room too and we're just chit-chatting and having a blast (laughs) no definitely and I think you know this is new to us too but I think our goal with this podcast is really just to have fun like at the end of the day like you know we're two best friends who just really bond over reading and I think We both find it so interesting how so many people, especially us, you know, two people have so much in common, can perceive books so differently. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really just, you know, we're here to have fun and make each other laugh and make you laugh. And if you guys get some, you know, book recs along the way, then I just think that's really an added bonus. Totally. Yeah. I love that. And I think, 
I think another little fun tidbit is a segment that we'll be pursuing in the future. So, Em, tell us about Bookmarked. Oh, yes. I'm excited about this. So, Bookmark is going to be a fun little segment that we do for each episode where if you're listening along at the end of the episode, we are going to ask you a question. And if you know the answer to it, then you can slide into our DMs over on Instagram and tell us the answer. And we will pick someone at random and you'll win a book or a gift card or just something fun. Um, So I guess with that being said, should we do our first bookmark? Let's do it. Our first bookmark is what was the murder weapon and in my dreams i hold a knife yeah so if you know it go ahead and dm us um at friends with book books pod um over on instagram yeah again at friends with books pod what was the murder weapon I'm excited to see who listens. I am too. All right. Well, I guess we can say we are friends with In My Dreams I Hold a Knife. If you liked this episode and want to continue reading along with us, our next episode will be announced over on Instagram at Friends with Books Pod. Yeah. So in the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the pod and follow us over on Instagram at Friends with Books Pod. Bye. See you later.